Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. Hey everybody, this is the Dr. Dad's coming at you with another great episode. Dr. Nick, how are you, brother? Good, buddy. I, I gotta say, I'm. Uh, you, I mean, you just showed me the book, but I'm super proud of my wife. Today is the oh, official drop date time. for her book, uh, Woman Unleashed. So super proud of her. Um, just get, yeah, just gives me shivers to think that her uh, her book is going out into the world. And it's funny. Uh, yesterday, when I asked her, like, "How are you feeling about that? Like, how are you feeling about this release date?" and she says, "It's kind of like someone got a nude photo of me and, and blasted it all over the internet because I'm feeling very, very vulnerable about this." <laughs> Yeah, so, the books the book's beautiful i mean i kind of peeped the the pictures and stuff a little bit on the internet already but to have it in my hands like is something com- completely different i'm so happy for you guys and for sonia like uh so for our listeners uh dr nick's wife dr sonia jensen her book released today it's called woman unleashed release your story revive your hormones and reclaim your freedom you have to read this book this is going to be amazing. She's an amazing woman. She has an amazing story. And she wrapped up in her own story, basically how to improve your hormone life and get your life back and find your freedom. So do check it out. I believe you find it on Amazon. Uh, and she also has a website, correct? Yeah. Womanunleashed.com. There we go. Awesome. Well, so we had to that. give our shout out because Dr. Sonia is my soul sister. <laughs> so I have to give out a shout out for my soul sister and... It's Dr. Nick's wife. So yeah, that's good. awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Well, yeah. it's, it's nice because I mean, on the topic of freedom, you know, which we all are actually, I think all of us are really anchoring in, in a bigger way, you know, and, and what that means to us and that, that, you know, that mindset of what is, what does freedom look like? And Sonia's book obviously is a lot about releasing that trauma and whatnot. And today's guest is all about helping to awaken that, um, that freedom within by, you know, releasing all the that trauma on an energetic level so let's let's introduce our amazing guest david (laughs) so today with me in house which is a rare occasion right we it does happen sometimes i have christy condi with me and i'm gonna let her introduce herself but she is a local reiki practitioner here in town but she has a really cool story of how she got into this medicine how she does it today it's had an effect on how you administer this this amazing medicine so, Christy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining <laughs> us today. This is awesome. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. So I'd love for you real quick, tell people a little bit about what you're doing here. You know, what's the name of your practice? How long have you been doing it? And then we'll get, we'll dive right in uh, to kind of, you're an RN. Right. So there's a little bit of a background there. And I kind of want to talk about how we've come from there to here and then how you brought them together. Yeah. <laughs> and, and integrated these both these medicines to do what you do today. Thank you. Um, yeah. Okay. So I have, um, again, I'm a registered nurse. Uh, I graduated from nursing school in 1995. And in the same breath, literally the same weekend, <laughs> my mother had come down for my graduation. And she was a Reiki master. She had been um, studying in Las Vegas. And back then in the, in the early 90s, that's kind of where it came in. It came in from like Hawaii and then moved into the United States from that direction. It also came from all sides, but 
where I got it was from Hawaii to Las Vegas to my mother. Um, my mother Vaughn told me that you're going to learn Reiki. And I was like, but mom, I'm a scientist. I can't do that. It's weird. It's woo woo. Right. And, um, but you know, she's my mom. <laughs> so I went ahead and I, I, uh, I learned level one Reiki literally the week after I graduated from nursing school. And the reason that my mom made me do it made, um, was because if you, because I'm going to be putting my hands on people and anytime you touch someone energetically, there's an exchange, right? And so even just being in personal space, there's an energetic exchange. And so my mother wanted to make sure that all of my, um, patients now clients, um, received, like the highest vibration through my care that they could. And so, yeah, so I was a Reiki practitioner level. It's first, it's called first degree Reiki um, from 1995 until 2004. I actually practiced at level one for like nine years um, before I had the urge to move forward. Um, so what I did because um Second degree Reiki is distance. <laughs> and now in this pandemic time, I actually have found that I have more clients outside of El Paso than I do in El Paso. And what's fun is energy has no physical boundary. So you can send it where it, you can send it through time and space in the same linear time. But uh, level two second degree Reiki actually says you can send it back in time or forward to yourself. Um, in the future, which is one of the things that I really love to do. Um, and then, of course, the, the third degree, which is master level training. Um, that's what I am. I, again, got that in 2004. So, yeah, approaching almost what? Yeah, it's been a while. I'm like, 2004, use your fingers. Um, yeah. <laughs> been doing this a while. Um, but, yeah, I've been actually, sorry, I talk so loud and I get excited. Um, I actually have been training Reiki uh, practitioners and Reiki masters since then. I literally had no desire to teach Reiki. None. None. <laughs> um, but then the minute, literally, I got my Reiki master certification and the next day, someone was like, you have to, you have to teach me Reiki. And I was like, my mom's in town. Why don't you just learn from her? And they were like, no, you. And I was like, okay, fine. So kicking and screaming or skipping and singing, you're going. <laughs> so how do you like the teaching? So we have a mutual friend, uh, Parker. I've talked to you about Parker, Nick. And Parker's one of my CAs now, but but he actually trained under you. Yes, Parker is so remarkable. Yes, he is, he just, you know, try not to get into the human emotion of proud too much. But as an instructor, this, this young man makes me so proud. It's like when I talk to him, I know I'm talking to a Reiki master. Mm. It's, he learned, he took the time. And the way that I teach Reiki isn't the way mainstream teaches Reiki. I, I don't teach it all in one weekend. I don't teach all three classes in one weekend. And some people do, right. um, which to me is not doing a service to anyone. Because when you flow that energy, it clears your body of the toxins. It clears your body of the, the I call them energetic dust bunnies. <laughs> um, it clear, you clear that out. Um, but that's called a purge. Yes. And purging a lifetime of energy um, in one weekend is just not nice. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so the way that I teach and the way that Parker learned and, and because of Parker, and he wasn't the only one that I've taught this with, again, through the pandemic, I've had to be teaching differently. Um, but what I started doing was um, splitting it up and taking that first degree class over the course of a month, two hours, once a week, um, over that course of a month. And then that gives them a chance to learn and ask questions and practice. Whereas if you learn it in just one weekend, then you're like, okay, I have a question. Where's my Ricky? You know, and there, there's nobody to ask. And so I, it's not just that I become, you know, the, the, the teacher, right? But that I offer up that, you know, consistent guidance. And so Parker actually trained, and, and none of, nobody that ever learns from me because I honor the Yusui system of Reiki. That's what I was taught. I know there's a gazillion different kinds of Reiki. I honor the one I was taught. And in that system, it says that in order to become a Reiki master, you have to, you have to study for at least a year. And so Parker did that. He, he studied. In fact, I would think it was even over a year. And he came consistently once, you know, at least once a month for the hands-on or distant treatment. Um, and then ask good questions. Gosh, yes, great questions, right? Um, and so to me, it's such an honor to see that he's here working with you, that the energy that, that, that you all exchange um, is so fluid and wonderful. I came in here and I was like, woo, this place is it's, good. <laughs> the energy in this place is really nice. We work really hard on that. Yeah, and you can tell, like, literally, I'm vibrating. I'm literally shaking because it's like a good... and. Don't get me wrong. That the high fast vibration, yes. it, it's it's a good thing if you're looking at something good. Mm. That high fast vibration can also be terror. <laughs> and so depending on where you're vibrating, it depends on what you're looking at, right? So that high fast vibration for me right now is excitement. <laughs> I, I got a question for you. Yeah, go ahead, if, if you don't mind. I'm I'm curious now looking back when your mom volun told you to do Reiki. And mm -hmm. having hands on people, now that you've had, you know, 20 plus years experience in working with people doing the RN work, could you, could you help listeners understand maybe more just how important that is, that hands-on experience and why, and how you relate to what she told you then and how you understand it now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually, like I said, at first thought it was woo-woo. My mom said practice. I said, okay. Um, and then I got into, I was working for a peripheral vascular surgeon. Um, and so the clients or the patients that I would see had ulcers, like stasis ulcers, diabetic ulcers. They had, I did a lot of wound care. Wow. Wound care with energy. So one of the things that happened that kind of blew my mind, you know, my, my ego self was like, oh, yay. Um, but, you know, my higher self is like, that's what happens when you do Reiki. It is that people would say, oh, my gosh, you have the hands of an angel. I've never had anybody do my wound care and not feel pain. And I was like, hmm, there must be something to this, right? Um, and so it's just what Reiki is, is it, so each one of us, right, we all have we're all living, breathing extensions of the creator of, of the energy of the universe. We are all living, breathing, excuse my expression, if, if, if there are any um, people that don't like the word God, um, we are living, breathing extensions of God, and you can call it universal life force energy, you can call it chi, prana, whatever you want to call that energy, um, we, are, we are all extensions of that energy. And so when you come to somebody for Reiki, they are not putting energy in you. 
what they're doing is they're amplifying the energy that's already in you. And what happens when that energy gets bigger is everything else just kind of squishes out. <laughs> it's like it fills you up to overflowing. And then those energetic dust bunnies, they get cleaned out. Um, and so people that have been, you know, doing uh, that haven't had a Reiki session or whatever, they'll have one session and then just such release will happen. They'll cry or that, and not always, you know, well, actually most of the time, the very yes. first session, most yes. people just, they, they are so relieved of not carrying around the weight of the world, right? That they release and they cry, which is a good thing. Like they're, and they get all embarrassed. They're like, no, it's not a good session unless you cry. No, not really. I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so that's what happens is it squeezes out all the energy that doesn't serve you. And that's what happened to my clients, my patients. Their fear, their insecurity, their focus on the disease changed. So they weren't looking at the disease anymore. They were looking and feeling better. And so the more you put your attention on what's already in them, the more you flow and amplify the divine energy already in you, then there's no room for anything else. And so did that answer your question? I talk in circles. No, no. Keep up with me. You know, <laughs> as you're talking, I, I was letting you finish your thought because it's funny. I always have people ask even what I do, right? Because Nick, you know what I do. And I think you know a little bit of what I do. Mm -hmm. They're always concerned about, well, are you like changing things? Are you tapping into me? I was like, no, I'm just reorganizing and amplifying everything so mm -hmm. that your body can vibrate where it needs to. And like you're saying, I love the way you described it. Thank you. Is it pushes all, all of this stuff out that doesn't need to be there, right? Right. And at the end of the day, people just want to feel better. And when you get out of a Reiki session, that's literally what you feel. Exactly. And it's a different feeling at each session, mm -hmm. I would have to tell us there's because I mean, we've talked about this. I love Reiki. And for me, Reiki grounds me. Mm -hmm. It's huge. I'm out in outer space all day working on people. So I do a lot of energy work. So for me, going every couple of weeks and getting a Reiki session helps bring me back down and grounds me out. And that's very much needed for me. And I'd imagine for you, because you're doing similar things, you actually need it as well to do very similar things as well to help kind of bring you back down to right. out of outer space. And yeah. Well, you know, go ahead. So I love the way you described it, though, because I think people have this misconception of energy work and Reiki falls under that. And mm -hmm. so is what I do. But I love the way you described it as we're just amplifying what's already there. We're not we're not changing it. We're, right. We're just amplifying it. By, by, and there's different techniques to do this. But right. Beautiful way of describing it. So thank, thank you. you. Yeah. When you amplify the, the divinity in you, then there's really no room for anything else. Right. And what I like to say, and, and one of the things I was going to tell you is the cool thing about Reiki is you can't flow it through you without getting it on you. <laughs> so every time I do a Reiki session, I get Reiki. Every time I give an attunement, I get Reiki. So an attunement is the same as 10 one-hour Reiki sessions. You can only get attunements when you're training to be a Reiki practitioner. So when I've done those classes where I've had like five or six people in the class, and so that's like four times six, you know, <laughs> that's a lot of energy, right? Um, and so, yeah, so we have to to learn to flow it through you without getting it on you, right? Um, and, and that's what happens is it, it amplifies all of the divinity in you so that the human weight of illusion, the illusion that you pick up from the world around you kind of falls away. And so most of us 
Again, we're energetic beings. And the reason why the holidays, I just got to share this with you. The reason why the holidays get so chaotic, right? Is we each have these energetic fields that are a minimum of three feet wide, even on your bad day, right? Um, they're, they're three feet wide. Sometimes you can extend them nine feet. And if you do Reiki, you can sit, I could send you Reiki in, in, in um, Canada. In fact, I'm doing it now. <laughs> right. So, but, but the cool thing about that is that, um, that when you when you flow it through you it you get it on you and when you send it you receive it um, and we as energetic beings when you flow through somebody else's energetic field it's great because I'm sitting next to him and it's great because I'm connecting with you right but if I'm in the mall like I had a client call me today just really frazzled because she somebody in the store was not in a good mood and they came at her. <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, and I'm like, okay, so what happens is your energetic field, it's not solid, right? So when you're moving, and say you're in the mall, and you're moving through or a basketball game or a football game or some kind of crowd, a concert, every time you get within three feet of somebody, their energy gets on you. And people that don't know how to flow energy out, like through Reiki or energy work, like what you do, they collect it. It's like that it's, you don't even have to be an empath. Like most people in this day and age are becoming empaths. They're, they're, we're born empaths. Everybody is born with the ability to sense and perceive energy. Everyone. Um, it falls away from us because society teaches us other things. <laughs> right. But, but we're still doing it. We're still collecting energy. Every time somebody tells you a sob story, yeah, there goes a little energetic discipline right in your heart. Right. So, so again, the reason that I was saying that was like the holidays, you're running through other people's energy all day long. And now you've collected energy. That's not even yours. And a lot of times people will be like, I fix. I don't know what's wrong with me. I was perfectly fine this morning. And all of a sudden, is it the moon? Is it? I'm like, where were you today? Were you at the hospital? Were you at the airport? Were you at school? Were you at the mall? Right. And then they're like, Oh yeah. So the whole idea with Reiki and what I teach is that, that when you flow it through you, you flow it on to others. And I like to say, you don't get on God, God gets on you. <laughs> and so when you flow it out, it keeps you from absorbing that divine, that, that human energy from other people. And then you can see your life clearly with, with a more uh, elevated perspective, right? Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that's why it gets crazy at the holidays is everybody's sharing energy without realizing it. And then they don't know how to clear it. <laughs> well, two things real quick. Just on that same topic. Yeah. One is I love how you talk about your mom wanted you to do this because you're going to have your hands on people. Right. So just having that conscious awareness of the fact that I'm putting my hands on people and I'm going to be in that space and I have the awareness of where I'm at and what I'm going to my intention and what I'm going to be doing. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. Yeah. And so many, I think other practitioners, just and even other professions, they don't look at things like this. Right. And you can totally tell a difference someone who's caring for you and has that awareness and that intention when they care for you versus someone who doesn't right mm -hmm. I mean it's like night and day so I find that very interesting because I mean I'm a chiropractor and I work on people all day and and that's huge I've always talked to even people that I train like even partner like intention is huge man where where are you at when you're putting your hands on people right 
you know, and then the other thing is I always talk about, you know, you talked about getting it on you kind of differently. As a practitioner, I've noticed when I walk in, I always have to be at least energy neutral or energy rich in my practice so mm-hmm. that nothing's getting on me. Yep. Okay. Yep. If I'm energy poor, let's say I don't feel good that day, I roll into practice. I start working on people. It's amazing what you will take home with you from that day of just putting your hands on so many people. And I mean, like you understand putting your hands on a lot of people all day. Mm -hmm. So even the impact that you have as a practitioner, whether you're a doctor or massage therapist or Reiki practitioner, you have to be in that state of being energy neutral or energy rich when you are going to help somebody. Absolutely. Because the effect will be completely different if it's mm-hmm. not. You know, I always yeah. make this comment. I say I get different results if my energy is not where it needs to be with my patients. Yep. Period. Yep. And Nick, I'm sure you see something similar. Oh, definitely. I mean, 100. percent I mean, I th- I think the conversation that we're having right now is so important. Not just for you know the holidays, though it is timely, but I also just think just the world that we're in. I mean, we're 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 most of us are being programmed into more of a fight or flight state and survival mm-hmm. and, and we're going to be more sensitive. We don't realize that, but as a result of being in a survival state, we are going to be more sensitive. We're not all aware of that. So we mm-hmm. are going to be even more, you know, bioaccumulating or energetically accumulating more of this stuff around us. And then we just, you know, dump our emotional body onto others without re- really recognizing that maybe it wasn't ours to begin with. Yeah. So I think this conversation is crucial. And I'm the same way. I mean, I'm not necessarily getting my hands on every people. There's a lot more coaching and talking IVs and things like that. But I know when I'm making those IV bags, you know, the intention I put into that, or as I'm administering it, how I talk to the people to make them make sure they feel comfortable before we start, you know, all of those things play a huge role. And I know that when I'm busy in my head, because I'm bouncing from one person to the next, I'm not actually, I can recognize when I'm not in my body and I can see the sort of like the nervousness in the individual. And then I have to just kind of check myself and go, okay, well, where am I at in this experience? But I think it's a really important discussion that we're having because so many people just don't relate that they were fine before they got somewhere and then they started to feel off. And then, you know, we call it generalized anxiety disorder or social anxiety or something else. And you might just be really sensitive to picking up that vibration, that energy, and it, so what do we do with that? Like, what's a, what's a tool that people can learn outside of getting, obviously they should go for a Reiki session, but what's a tool that maybe they can uh, start to develop to recognize that awareness of like when they're getting that sticky cobwebby feeling from others. And then what do you do with it in that moment? That's what I teach. Honestly, that's what I teach. So the reason, one of the reasons it took me 10, nine years before I even went to level two Reiki was because (sighs) Reiki doesn't change your thought patterns, right? It'll clear out your thought patterns. It'll clear you. It'll reset you. It moves you from fight or flight into rest and digest. It does do that, right? It's a relaxation technique at the very least. If you don't even believe in energy, it's a relaxation technique. So when you're moving, when you're in fight or flight, you're absorbing. You might as well just be a sponge. You might as well just dry it out, sponge, go into the world, absorb everything of other people. Um, you can't think a happy thought when you're in fight or flight. I just love it. Just think happy thoughts and you just, 
you just want to, you know, come on, right? I don't think I'm trying to think happy thoughts, right? So the first like nine years that I did Reiki, um, you know, I was breaking religious sleep, but then I would go out into the world and still have drama. I come home with it and I live in it and I feel it. And then that's when I discovered the vagus nerve, right? Um, and straight up, what happened was um, I was meditating uh, because all the Reiki in the world was not changing my thought patterns, right? Because when I'm calm, I can think happy thoughts. But when I was going out into the world, I didn't, I, you can't just Reiki yourself when you're in a meeting, you know, <laughs> I mean, you could, but you know, there's another way you can do this. And so I was asking, and, and of course the universe works in mysterious ways. Right. Um, so I literally asked, and then I hear from my guidance, right open up Instagram. And I'm like, Instagram. And this is years ago when Instagram was just starting. And I was like, I only know two people on Instagram, but okay. And when I looked, um, it was actually one of my students um, who was a physician assistant. Um, and she, she had taken level uh, all the way to master training. And the reason that she wanted to learn from me is because I teach from the science perspective. So going back to your question before, registered nurse, Reiki master, how do those work together? Yeah. Well, <laughs> energy all right so one of the cool things about reiki so this is fun um one of the cool things about reiki right is it goes follows the chakra system so you have the crown the third eye all the way down um your vagus nerve follows the same system your endocrine system follows the same system right so they're all connected in one way or another right so so energy when you flow energy and you relax it clears out the cobwebs, right? And I call them energetic disciplines for a reason. Because if you don't clear them out, then you could be moving out into the world, living your, you know, thinking your happy thoughts. But then somebody passes through your energetic field and now you're caught, your, your, your discipline just got bigger. And you had no idea that it was bigger, right? And so, again, the energy can clear that. But what do you do when you're just you know, in the middle of that fight or flight and you know, you're absorbing, you know it, you know it. And what do you do? And so I opened up Instagram and it was my student, um, Erica, by the way, if you're listening, um, Benedicto, she, again, she was a great, uh, physician assistant at Reiki. She's in energy medicine now that's, she does the same thing. Um, and she's in Austin. So there, we have our networks everywhere. I love it that we're spreading out. Um, but Erica opened on her Instagram. She talked about the Vegas nerve. And I was like, what? And so I started, I obsessively started researching the vagus nerve. Um, and what I found was activating the vagus nerve is very similar to one of the techniques that we use in Reiki. And um, in level, in first degree Reiki, there's a technique that we teach and it's called the Hui Yin. Um, and I believe it's a Chinese technique, not a Japanese technique, which I love because Reiki combines everything it's it's again eastern and western it works all together um but but that uh that we in involves breath right and and i'm like huh hmm. and so then the vagus nerve involves breath and i thought wow okay so then i started again researching all the ways that you can activate your vagus nerve um which again is essentially activating the vital life force energy within you it's 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 science it's, and you can call it what you want. It works either way. The reason that I love what I do is because depending on what somebody believes, right, I can teach from their perspective. Yeah. And so if they're all into science, then we talk Vegas nerve. If they're all into energy, we talk 
Reiki and, and energy. And if they're into both, which is where we are now, we're literally bridging the gap. Yes. We're in a time where the old energy that like, why do we want to learn from all the insane people outside of our window? What are we doing? Right? Like they're crazy. You know, I know. Don't get me wrong. I like crazy. Crazy is good. Crazy is the, the ability to try something new, to move outside your comfort zone to, I mean, they're crazy to think they could put a man on the moon or, or, you know, like, right. That's crazy, but insane swimming around in circles. So what stops the crazy breath? <laughs> and so I'm going to invite you to do this. I'm, I want to do it with you. So I'm going to use my essential oil. Would you like some? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> right. So this is my little empath oil. It just keeps me from absorbing energy from other people. Right. So it has all sorts of good stuff, frankincense and myrrh and all of the um, white angelica. And so what we're doing here as we rub our hands together is we're stimulating chi, vital life force energy. Right. The other thing is we're essentially taking a bath in the essential oils, right? Because your hands, your feet, your feet, and your ears, your feet, and ears, right? Have corresponding chakras, right? So when you put this medicinal oil on your hands, and this is like 100% therapeutic grade, you are taking a bath in the medicinal property. So exhale completely. I'll invite you to sit up straight, feet flat on the floor, right? So we want to line up that vagus nerve. All right, stop rubbing. Okay, you can put your hands just over your nose, tilt your chin up, inhale. Hold it, inhale more. Now very slowly control the flow of the air out through your nose. Bring your hands down to your heart. Exhale completely, release all the stale air. Inhale. And then exhale very slowly, control the flow of the air out. Making the exhale twice as long as the inhale. Another thing we're using is ocean breath. So as you inhale, lifting your chin, and you're exhaling, tucking your chin. As we do that, we're actually stimulating the vagus nerve in the back of your neck, right? And the vagus nerve from the, runs from the base of the spine, all from the base of the skull, all the way to the base of the spine. Inhale. And then exhale very slowly. Control the flow of the air out. By now, you might be feeling warmer. You might have a little extra saliva in your mouth. Keep breathing. And exhale. All right, so inhaling deeply, namaste. The light in me honors the light in you. Um, so how do you feel, right? So that was energy work. I was amplifying the oh, energy. That was good. I've got the glazed donut look. <laughs> I think we all do. Nick's got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's amazing though, right? right. I think people listen. They think it couldn't be that simple, but it is. It is. And you don't need the oil. The oil is just extra. Um, I teach these um, workshops. I'm a trainer for the city of El Paso. Mm -hmm. And so they, they, the city of El Paso is doing some amazing stuff. They had me teaching law of attraction. They let me teach introduction to Reiki. Oh, they let me teach uh, energy 101, right? They're letting me teach whatever I want to teach, which I love. And so in those sessions, um, we do the breath work in every one of them, whether or not they have the oils. And people are like learning that, you know, and it's the same, the best, the vagus nerve, right? It, that same muscle that it's a muscle, it works like a muscle, right? It's not, a, it's a nerve, but it, it can strengthen like a muscle. 
So the more you use it, the stronger it gets. The cool thing about that muscle is that same muscle is the one that connects you to your higher self. So, so when you strengthen that muscle, when you take a deep breath, when you connect, right? I like to say connect and direct. Connect your end, connect with your higher self and direct the energy where you want it to go, right? And so that's what that breath work does. Is you take a deep breath. And again, if you're in a meeting and you sit up and take a deep breath, nobody's going to go, oh, she's doing energy work. Ah, you know, <laughs> people used to do it with my mom. They, they used to put their hand over their third eye because they thought like they thought my mom could read their minds. And they, I mean, she can read energy, obviously. But but, you know, people get so cute and afraid. Right. And so that's the other thing about Reiki. Reiki is divine energy. It is love. Right. The, the only vibration that is complete in and of itself is love. Right. There is no opposite of love. Hate is just fear. It's not the opposite of love. It's just fear, fear and faith are opposite. OK. And so when you flow love. Right. And you flow it overflowing again, the same thing, Reiki flowing it out onto the world and the people around you, then you're not absorbing energy from other people. And so when you take that deep breath, you connect to your higher self, you're no longer flowing from fear because, because you remember to take a deep breath, right? That's the trick. Remember <laughs> to take that deep breath, right? But, but when you're flowing from love, right, then you can't get it wrong. It is complete. That is the only vibration that is wholly complete in and of itself. Well, and love is like expansion, right? Right. I mean, for people to get a visual there, it's expansion. You're mm -hmm. not in contraction. And that's how, why you don't absorb everybody's stuff. That's right. why you're constantly just pushing your light out into everything around you, everyone and everything around you. Yeah. And it's such a foreign state, of people, I think, for people to think, wow, to stay in this state of consciousness of love all day. Like, can <laughs> I live my life that way? But Yes. <laughs> mostly mostly we're human we came for the human experience well and so much needed right now i mean like nick's been saying i mean just with everything that's been going on the last two years you look at the state of where people are and there's this huge lack of love towards another human being now it's almost like they don't even love themselves how can they love somebody else? right <laughs> and a lot of people are seeing other people like a threat right or mm -hmm. a petri dish where they're going to pass something to you and we live in interesting times. Yes. But I think the lesson there is love. Right. It's so important. And you know what love is biochemically? Hmm. Oxytocin, serotonin, yes. dopamine, right? All of those good neuro and biochemicals. And so when, and it's funny because when you tell somebody that's been in fight or flight for a prolonged period of time, I love you, hmm. they literally reject it. And it's not because they don't want to be loved. It's literally, it's only because they're not making the chemicals that allow them to experience love. And so in all of my Reiki sessions, we add in the breath work because the breath work actually activates the chemical balance. So, you know, the vagus nerve, you can't go toxic positivity by having a healthy, strong vagus nerve, right? You, you can't, it brings you into homeostasis, perfect balance. And so between the breath work, aligning your biochemistry, and the Reiki aligning your energetic chemistry, then when you're done, you feel whole and complete. You are actually making, by the end of a session, the chemicals that allow you to experience love or calm or sleep. You know, people that are in fight or flight all the time, um, they, they don't sleep. Why? Because you can't make, if you're not making serotonin, which you cannot make while you're having adrenaline and cortisol flowing through your bloodstream, right? Then you're, what you're not making 
is that serotonin. And if you're not making serotonin, then you're not making melatonin, which means you're not sleeping. And so, you know, it just, when we do this balancing act, right? It, and it is, it's balance, you know, um, your body chemistry aligns and then that muscle get stronger, you're able to access the, I call it the wisdom of the ages, you, you know, the, the information that your angels and guides and your higher self want to offer you, whatever you want to call it. Um, but intuition, we could call it intuition for the mainstream people. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, so, so that's how I combine it. I, you know, between nursing, right. And, and Reiki. And eventually I did get out of mainstream nursing. This is my nursing now. I, I, um, I'm a nurse consultant. So when, when clients come in and they're, you know, really, I'll know when to send them to a doctor, right. So I'll send them to a doctor. I'm never going to tell somebody do this instead of that. I will always be the one to say, do them both <laughs> and see which one, you know, help. They work together. That's the thing. And, and the whole science versus spirit is just silly because when you combine them you get that next level elevation which is where we're going energetically with this planet and the people outside our window that are going mad they you know there's some on the cusp some are like you know in the fray and they're coming our way they're listening to your podcast and they're coming on over the others you know they'll they'll just cancel themselves out like emotionally vibrationally and um so one of the things i like to say is that for 2000 years, we've been praying for that will be done on earth as it is in heaven as, as a religious community. Um, here we are. Now it's our opportunity. Heaven on earth, right? It's not about what's outside your window. It's about your biochemistry. It's about how happy you are in this now moment, right? That's heaven on earth. And so, yeah, I mean, every once in a while, I step out into the human world and I have my moments where I get upset and I have to breathe and calm down. But most of the time, we can flow in divine energy. That's what we're here to do. And again, you know, I'm a Jesus person. I am. Um, Jesus also said, all these things I do, you can do and more. And the rest of that, that most people don't know, the rest of that phrase is, um, and there will be others who will come after me, who will do works great as these. And so I just take him at his word. All right, that, that, <laughs> that needed to be said. I'm so glad that you said that as well. So. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I mean, it's such an important conversation. I love all this, uh, all the wisdom that you're sharing and, and the insight. And hopefully when people are tuning in, they're, they're, they're like, yeah, I want more of that. Um, and you brought up some, some important sort of little nuggets with regards to like, I'm still human. You know, can you, can you talk about the power of discernment? Because I think there, there is like this expectation. I, I'm supposed to be happy. I'm supposed to just be <laughs> Like there's not supposed to be any problems in life and that kind of thing. Like how do we develop the capacity for discernment? So we know how to say no. So we know how to invite in that, which is serving us. And how do we sort of, you know, sit in the, <clears throat> the challenge of the moment to, to not get wrapped up in it, but, but know that maybe it's serving us, maybe not in this moment, or it doesn't feel like it's serving us in the moment, but it's playing out in a bigger kind of way. And I think that'd be helpful for people to just appreciate this discernment and this, you know, expectation that everything's supposed to be joyous and happy and, and maybe talk to some of that that's that toxic positivity <laughs> it's called fake <laughs> superficial <laughs> sorry but that's what it is um you know and don't get me wrong fake it till you make it actually can work don't don't get me wrong like if you if you tell your brain your brain doesn't know the difference between 
a real and a perceived threat. So it also doesn't know the difference that when you're meditating, thinking about being on a beach, that you're not actually on the beach. So your body makes those chemicals, right? And so discernment comes from recognizing, number one, I like to say anxiety. When somebody says, oh, I have anxiety, I'm like, oh, good. And they're like, what? <laughs> and to me, anxiety is your communication system. That your higher self will always communicate with you. You're never abandoned. You are never alone. And so when, you know, they, in the Bible, when in religion, they say, you know, God is that still small voice, that whisper, but God, you know, how can he communicate with you when you're talking over him? <laughs> right. Which most of us do. So when, he, again, to let us know he's still there, screams at you from the inside of your chest, Hey, whatever it is that you're looking at. Whatever it is that you're looking at or the way you're looking at it is not for your highest and best good. So when you feel anxiety, that is literally your communication system telling you right now you have accumulated energy from this person over here and now you're triggered and now the tape that you recorded from zero to three or four or seven just depends on how long you're recording, right? Um, when you're triggered, that tape goes on play. And you can't, you know, somebody says, think a happy thought. And that's where you're like, yeah. you know, affirmations by themselves don't work because they trigger you. Like you can't look in the mirror and say, I love myself when you're not loving because that just causes more adrenaline and cortisol. Right. So the breath work, right. When you feel God screaming at you or your higher self, whatever you want to say, folks, um, whatever you feel in your chest, that is your higher self. The part of you that is infinite and eternal, the part of you that is the silent observer right? Not so silent when it's screaming at you from the inside. And so that right there tells me, hey, I am out of alignment. I'm, I'm not flowing from surplus. I'm flowing, and I call it the divine energy and the human energy, right? So if, if I am looking at something that makes me scream, right, inside my chest, then I'm no longer flowing divine energy. Now I'm flowing from human energy. And most of the time we run out of human energy by about 2 p.m., <laughs> sometimes 10 a.m., depending on the day you're having, right? And so that discernment is, oh, whoa, I've depleted. Let me breathe. Let me do Reiki. Let me have a session um, and charge up, right? And so um, that's what we do. So the discernment is knowing, hey, there's something inside of me screaming that I am out of alignment with my highest and best good. And so when you recognize, and to me, people that have anxiety, that just means their guidance system is still intact, that they haven't medicated themselves out of feeling that guidance, right? Because I did that too. I'm a nurse. I tried the Western way. They, I had anxiety. I lived that way, right? Because I couldn't turn off my my monkey mind, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so they put me on drugs and I was a zombie and I couldn't feel, I wasn't feeling panic all the time, but I also wasn't feeling joy. I wasn't, it was neutral. And so that was, again, that's the reason I, I said that little prayer and they looked on Instagram, right? Because why would I want to be on drugs, minimizing this human experience when I could be in my fullest vibration, living my best life? And so again, those drugs, those are just, putting more chemicals in your body that your body can make on its own most of the time. Now, there are some times where the brain gets too frazzled and you do need a, a reset. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm all for both. Um, but, but that discernment, like knowing, hey, <laughs> right now I am not making any good chemicals. I am making adrenaline and cortisol and it does not feel good. What can I do to stop that? And so that's why I teach my clients a breathing technique. The, the, what I showed you was part of it. 
Um, the breathing technique that I use also includes um, affirmation. Um, and again, the first time you use an affirmation, your human self goes, ah, I don't believe it. Your human self rolls your eyes, right? But you're the thinker of your thoughts. They don't think you. So you take another breath. The second breath, now you're in your higher self, right? Um, and by the second breath, you're in not, you're not making adrenaline, but you're not making cortisol. You're not making the good stuff yet either, right? By the third breath. You are in alignment with your highest self. Um, anything you say three times because of free will gets amplified. And so most of the time, people are free willing themselves into misery <laughs> because they're thinking those thoughts more than once. They think it once, twice, three times. You know, the second time you think it, you feel it right here, right? The third time you think it, it is manifest. Whether it's in your real world or just in your mind, you're living that chemical reality. Right. And so when we when we do, when we combine the Reiki, right, remove the energetic dust bunnies that literally call to you magnetically the things that you don't want. Right. You clear those out and then you add in. This is me. Now, this this part right here has this is not just Reiki. This is my little spin on it. This is the integrative part of my wellness. <laughs> All right. And so so when you do that breath work, you combine the, the essential oils, the medicines of those. Um, and then you do the breathing exercises. You create the biochemicals that allow you to access that higher self. So usually by the end of a breath work session, People are like, I don't even know what I was so worried about in the first place, right? Because they're not in fight or flight anymore. And so, and most people, again, that's why the, the classes with the city are so popular because most people don't even realize that they're doing it to themselves. You know, it's like, oh, look at me. I'm just, you know, and, and our default mode because of the society that we're raised in is fight or flight. It's, I don't know about you guys, but there was a point in my life where I was so stressed that if I didn't have it, that if I, if I didn't have something to stress about, I would stress that I forgot something to stress about. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that's when your fight or flight part, of, I like to say that part is like a, like a, my fight or flight was, I could have been an Olympic power lifter. Right. <laughs> oh, it was good. And then, and my, my rest and digest was this little fluffy spaghetti noodle <laughs> and it didn't work. Yeah, I was just talking about the yeah, just activating the, whole, the, the rest activating. and digest so that the energy stays clear, yeah. right? So that's where I was, is I was, okay, I'm doing the Reiki, I'm clearing my system, but why am I not able to reset my thought process? Well, I had 20-something years of unlearning to do, right? Mm -hmm. So what happened was when I started that breath work. Right. Then I was like, oh, OK. And so, again, you know, the first breath you take, your human self rolls their eyes and you maybe want to punch the person telling you to take a deep breath. That's OK. As long as you don't do it. Um, <laughs> the second breath pulls you into your higher self. The third breath. Now you're in perfect alignment with the highest self that there is. Mm -hmm. um, it's a muscle. So the more you use it, the stronger it gets. I think that's where I was talking about my little spaghetti noodle over here. I was going like that. And then <laughs> so the spaghetti noodle um, was very, I was very, that part of my nervous system was very weak. And um, I just didn't know how to heal it because the Reiki wasn't working by itself, right? Like Reiki energy will clear you out, but it couldn't change my thought process. And so the breath work that I do, again, that's the integrative part. It, it includes affirmation, which we didn't do. Um, but the first affirmation, yeah, you know, just roll your eyes or not, but you're still going to do it. Second, second time you say it, your higher self agrees. The third time you say it, because of free will, 
it is real. It is amplified. The creator of all things puts energy on that the third time you say it. And so what most people don't understand is that all of their thoughts are prayers. All of their thoughts are essentially silent prayers. And so you can say, I'm going to just speak positive, right? I, I used to say it when I was growing up, um, I had this experience um, <laughs> and someone told me, nobody wants to be around somebody that's complaining all the time. And I was like, oh, I'm not that person. And then I thought about it and I was that person, right? I was getting energy from outside myself. When you complain, so there's two different ways to get energy from outside of yourself. So you could do it through complaining or attacking someone. So that's called like the poor me or the like, you know, yeah, yeah. So there's a whole lot of stuff, but so you can do it by taking from other people through, um, you know, being like, oh, the, the recipient poor me, or you can take it from other people by being rageful, right? Now that energy that you take from other humans that's human energy. It's not divine energy. And when you engage with somebody that wants to be aggressive, you're literally making an agreement with that person. Once you engage to have some of that energy, here, that's shit energy. Anytime you engage with anyone, you're sharing energy, right? And so um, that, the poor me or the aggression, that's one way to get energy. And that's how we're trained as humans, right? Poor me. Oh, look at me. This is right. Um, the other way, we're trained as humans is, Hey, look at me. Poor me. Hey, look at me. And all of this is in my book, by the way, I have also written a book, um, not published yet. Not like your wife. Um, but you know, she is inspiring me as we speak. Um, can't wait to read that book, <laughs> but in that, in my book, I talk about that, how I went from the, the poor me to the, Hey, look at me. And both of them ended up with a void. There was nothing in, I couldn't, get happy because the energy wasn't coming from me because there aren't enough people in the world to validate you that will fill you with, with enough oxytocin and serotonin and dopamine and all the happy chemicals there aren't enough in the world you and i ran half marathons hey look at me you know um that resulted in epic fail like i i did five and i on my second one i went down oh, like yeah. i went down and that's where i learned the lesson i was like i had to like learn the lesson right energetically i was on facebook and instagram hey look at me look at me i'm gonna you know posting my times talking about you know we're all having and it was like this half marathon reunion between me and my friends in austin right yeah. and we're like yay and so i go through that whole year a year of training posting that all the time. Hey, look at me getting energy from everyone. And then I got to the race and it was, uh, I had trained in 30 degree temperatures and it was 60 and 90, 60 degrees and 99% humidity. Ooh. I trained here in El Paso, dry heat. <laughs> so needless to say, mile 10, I'm running sideways and I went down and then the lesson began because then everybody that had loaned me their energy, right? Because it's a loan. They're not giving you the energy. If somebody's giving you energy because of poor me or they're giving you energy because of, hey, look at me, that's just a loan. <laughs> they want that back. So everybody wanted to know how their investment, you know, their investment of energy on me. And I had to face it. I had to tell people, oh, I failed. It wasn't my day. I mean, I went down, spectacular failure, right? But I learned. So the next one, <laughs> and I got through, you know, so, and I, and again, it took me five half marathons to figure out 
I don't need that energy from outside of myself anymore. You know, the last three I ran were for me, right? And after that, I was like, what am I doing? I can make endorphins without having to stress my body. Most people don't know that either. <laughs> well, I love the topic we're on right now because this is huge. I mean, a lot of people live in this state of pulling energy from other people. Like you call it, it's a human energy. It's mm -hmm. not the divine energy. Right. Versus living in the divine energy and creating this within you on a right. daily basis. And I love how you say like, there's just no comparison, right? You're borrowing when you try to pull it from the human, but you're creating. And I love when we're creating and we're in creation mode, that's when we're in that higher self where we need to be. This is such an important topic right here because how many people, that's so foreign to them. Right. But that's also what's bringing on the anxiety and the depression and for me, well, yeah, I mean, it, that brings in all the other things that you're talking about as a whole. Right. A whole yeah. If you're not getting your energy from, I mean, you are energy. Yeah. It's not that you need it from outside yourself. All you have to do is amplify the energy that you are already. Right. And, and again, you know, like I said, I learned, I, I got it from other people. And then again, you know, I had to pay it back and then I'm paying from, from a deficit. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now it's just about overflowing and I catch myself. Yes. Just even the fact that I talked about five half marathons. Yes. That was an ego moment. I know it. I am human. I get it. Right. But, but in the interest of the lesson learned, right? Oh, so, lesson and we should be human. We came to be human. And so that getting back to your question, again, I talk in circles. Um, we're here for the human. We're here to, to experience all of it. And without the contrast of pain, um, and, and by the way, pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. It's a choice, right? And so we're here, we're here to experience the pain. And, and, but what most people don't know is in that moment, while you're experiencing pain, the universe is literally designing, creating equal and opposite vibration for you to find once you get your, your mindset focused, right? And so that moving the energy, right? So moving it from, um, you know, taking from others to flowing it out, right? That infinite, and that's what we call fulfillment, mm -hmm. right? Because you can, and again, most of us, we design or we, we, you know, people that start with the law of attraction, they always want to start with the new car, the house, the job, like all of the physical, tangible things that are what? They're notorious. They make you look good. It's Instagram worthy, right? You know, and, and that's not why to do what we do. I want to talk a little bit about your process. So something that was huge that I, that I'm, that I think is important for Reiki is you talked about doing the breath work before your sessions mm -hmm. to kind of get them in that state so they can receive the therapy the best way. And then I understand that you do do some extras. I believe you told me you work with some oxygen or something yes. during sessions as well. Yeah. If yeah. you could speak to that a little bit. And then, yeah. Okay. So I'll just tell you about my different modalities. So I have, again, I have two different ways that I go out to a whole bunch of stuff, but anyway, so in-person Reiki, um, I, uh, they come in the first literal half session, half of the hour is a purge. Like we just kind of talk, but I'm exchanging. We're, I'm sending energy. And while they're talking, 
they're releasing whatever energy doesn't serve them, right? So that they're kind of relaxed by the time they get on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so then after we talk for a bit, and most of the time, if it's a new new client, then the first half hour is just me explaining. And people get so relieved. They don't have to come in and tell me about the problems. I'm like, I don't want you to tell me about your problems. You've been thinking about those the whole time. This is to focus on solutions. This is to focus on feeling better. So we, we go in, we talk, we do some breath work. Um, the, what it, I give you a little sample of some of it. Um, and then we do some movement. And so the movement that I use is I'm a, I'm a registered nurse. I'm not a yoga practitioner, but, um, it's, it's chair yoga, essentially. Um, it's just movement that activates and strengthens the vagus nerve, the spinal column. Right. So then we do the movement and then I get them on the table. Um, and I only do one side. I only have them face up and it's crazy because they're still getting the energy for the whole hour, sometimes an hour and a half because I like to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get on the table with, with the, the oxygen and the oxygen has negative ions in it. And so negative ions are nature's antidepressant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have that going in, we have an eye cover, a weighted blanket. Um, and I do this, the whole Reiki system. And then when they sit up, I do their back. You know, they sit up and they do the back and then um, I give goodies. I give a crystal, they get an essential oil and they get um, uh, bath salts. So Epsom salts um, are really great viewers, listeners. Um, If you want to clear out energy and you don't have a Reiki practitioner at hand, if you just went to the mall and your Reiki session isn't until next week, take a salt bath, take a foot soak with Epsom salts. They literally draw the toxins out of your bloodstream, but they also clear your energetic field and they recharge your ionic field. So, so that's the in-person, the distance sessions, which again, that's, I'm doing more of those now than I'm doing in person because of, uh, because of the world we live in. And, um, and those are basically very similar. We talk most of the time. What I do is I kind of, like I did here, I just kind of start. My mom says, don't call it rambling (laughs) because it's kind of like a diminishing, but I do, I I just start kind of flowing whatever information comes to me. A lot of times they're like, oh my gosh, you know, where did you, I was just talking about that. And Mm -hmm. it's just me, my higher self talking to their higher self. And then they tell me what to say. And so, so we talk for a minute and a lot of times I'll explain what's going on energetically in the world. Um, They release whatever they're having. We do the same thing, the breath work, the movement and a guided meditation. Now the difference between a phone session and an in-person session is the phone session is a guided meditation that goes through the chakras. So, um, so I go in and again, I follow a template. Like I go make sure I pretty much hit every chakra with the Reiki. Mm-hmm. Um, but every meditation is different because it's not, I'm talking to your guides and, and the information that comes through, isn't just me and what I feel like I need to say. It's most of the time. I don't even remember what I said because it's not from me. It's through me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So by the end of the session, they have, uh, released, whatever toxic energy and biochemicals that they're not, that aren't serving them. And they've begun to start creating the positive neuro and biochemicals. Um, and then in my meditations, they get, I, I implant triggers, <laughs> like positive triggers. So what most people don't know is that you can also create a positive trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so those fight or flight ones, everybody knows those, you get a text, you get a phone call ah, um, and you're triggered, right? But when you do breath work with affirmation enough, 
then the words of your affirmation become a trigger. So one of the, just for example, one of the things, uh, one of the affirmations that I've been using this year, and they change basically according to the energy of the year, sometimes the energy of the person. Um, but the first one is I am power. Now notice, I don't say I'm powerful because I'm not a being. I, I, am, I am not just the physical body that is full of power. That's powerful. I am the power that runs through this physical body. So you say that enough, right? I am power. I am. You say it three times. Every time you say it, you become it, right? And so then you're driving down the street and you pass a gym and there's somebody in there pumping weights and you're like, oh, and all of a sudden I just had it happen. The vagus nerve, you get that chill down your spine. The vagus nerve starts releasing all the positive neuro and biochemical, you know, causing your body to release them biochemically not saying that right but um but the vagus nerve triggers your your system to release the positive neuro and biochemicals and just by looking at somebody pumping their arms walking down the street there it goes again i get that chill down my spine knowing i'm creating i'm triggered to a positive right and so the more you do it the stronger that muscle gets the more you choose affirmations that are basically opposite to what you've been experiencing, you know, mm -hmm. not so opposite that they cause you to go into fight or flight. You know, if, you, if your brain can't believe it, you don't want to use it. <laughs> and which is why, again, you say it three times, because the first time you're always going to roll your eyes, you're human, you know, but the second time, the third time you keep going. Um, right now, the, I use about four affirmations mm -hmm. through the breath work. Um, and yeah, and so we do those uh, distance and yeah, this is what I do. And I also teach. Reiki in person and online. Yeah. Um, my my most recent clients have been in like Italy. In I had one in Italy. I had one in um, Guatemala. But the others have been in like Pennsylvania and and Colorado and Nevada. <laughs> Besides Parker and the people that are here, so I'm able to teach it distance. And the cool thing is because level two Reiki is sending energy distance. And when I give the attunements, you don't have to be in the room with me. I can send the attunement across time and space. And now you've got the activation for the Reiki that's amplified within you. Anyway. Awesome. <laughs> so, Christy, you've left a lot of nuggets today. There's, I mean, so many good points for our listeners, for things just for them to think about and, and maybe even put into practice. So real quick, for people who possibly want to meet with you and have Reiki done or be taught by you, where, where can they contact you? Okay, so um, you can reach me at, let me just give you the phone number. It's 915-472-472. Yeah, yeah. Two two zero nine. Um, you do have to text me because my phone doesn't answer in no calls. So you have to text me and tell me that you're call you're wanting to schedule a session. So text me that way, or you can email me at Christy C H R I S T I C R N. So it's Christy Carly, right? Christy C R N at live.com. And you can request it that way. And I'll put that info in the show notes as well. But Thank you. Amazing. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you so much. This is so yeah. fun. This is awesome. I'm so glad that your computer wasn't actually fried. <laughs> so, so great to have you here. I mean, the, the message is so important. I mean, even just to remind yourself of the, the quickening of getting into your breath and how fast things can shift. Um, because often we, we identify the state and we just live there. So the mm -hmm. fact that you can actually have some tools to, to not be so attached to the emotional body and recognize the emotions as tools and, and a way to get out 
um, or not get out, but like get more into your body. I yeah, think there you go. Important. Yeah. So thank you and for all the, all the wisdom. Sorry, go ahead. Thank you for all the wisdom. It was awesome. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. I feel so honored. I feel like I'm talking too much. But no, that's what I'm here for, right? <laughs> thank okay. you so much. It was so wonderful to meet you. You as well. Um, thank you for having me. Wonderful. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.